Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about forgiveness. You guys loved the episode where I broke down the history of beef between Gordon Ryan and Andre Galvao. It's made me consider turning this into a BJJ drama podcast where every other episode I take a top athlete and I break down their history of beefs and dramas. I'm definitely not going to do that, but I wonder how big would my podcast be in six months? I think it would be by far the biggest BJJ podcast in the world. I think the download numbers would be insane. Not going to do that, but today I do want to finish talking, uh, finish up talking about the situation between Andre Galvao and Gordon Ryan. Because after the slap hurt around the jiu-jitsu community, a lot of people have been waiting for Andre Galvao's response. We've all heard what Gordon had to say about the incident, but Andre and his team have been quiet. They haven't released any statements. So towards the end of last week, almost a week after it happened, Andre came out and said that he was going to address the Gordon Ryan situation. He was going to talk about his Brazilian jiu-jitsu future and where he wanted to go from here after the, again after the incident with Gordon. So he was going to do an Instagram live video on Friday at 4 p.m. And a lot of people were intrigued and ready to tune in. I didn't watch live. I ended up watching much later that night. I actually watched it much, much later um, after even the PGF aired. But watched the video and it was almost 35 minutes, I think. And the first 20 minutes were in Portuguese. So I skipped past that and got to the English part. First thing Andre does is apologize. He apologized to his family, to his friends, to his students and teammates, to the jiu-jitsu community as a whole. And the most important apology, uh, apology that he made was to Gordon Ryan. He said that he was in the wrong that night. He recognizes that he was in the wrong. He said, Gordon, I apologize for flipping you off. I apologize for cussing at you. And I really, really apologize for turning it into a physical altercation when I pushed you. I was in the wrong. I am sorry. And he goes on to say that, um, and I think one of the most interesting things he, he talked about during this was when he got slapped. And I think it's something we all should think about because too often we all think about, you know, if we got into a fight, we would end up the victor and everything would be amazing. And people would see the video and think we were a badass. But, you know, here we have Andre Galvao, one of the masters of combat of all time. I mean, this dude is one of the, the five greatest Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners of all time. And he's fought MMA against some of the best guys in the world. Like this dude is a combat veteran. But what he said is when he got slapped, time slowed down. And he realized in that moment that this wasn't a BJJ fight. This wasn't a competition. This wasn't an MMA fight. This was a street altercation where there are no rules, where anything can happen. Anything can happen. And one of their lives could have been changed forever. In that moment, the next couple of minutes could have changed the life of Andre Galvao or Gordon Ryan, depending on what happened, or even somebody else. I mean, maybe somebody tries to intervene. They try to break it up, and they end up having a serious, serious injury. Maybe one of them gets seriously, uh, seriously hurt and ends up in the hospital, and now the other is getting arrested and getting sued and going to jail. I mean, their families' lives, their friends' lives, their students' lives, all could have been changed 
in that instance. And he realized that. Now, he goes on to say that after he realized that, he realized that he was the aggressor, that he was in the wrong, and that he needed to back down. And so he backed down. He let Gordon you know, take kind of control of the situation, and he, um, you know, was trying to avoid a fight. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. I mean, it definitely does look in the video, and I think that's what we all noticed was he definitely did back down after the slap, and it would make sense, you know, that train of thought would make sense um, from what I saw from the video. Now, he goes on to, you know, continue to talk that, you know, as he forgave Gordon, then he, he, hopes and wishes that, um, you know, and that he forgives Gordon. So he forgives Gordon for all the trash talk and everything that had gone on between them. And he says that over the past year, he had been acting different. That it started off, you know, he started off just engaging the banter on Instagram and it was all fun and games. And it was a way to kind of promote himself and his team, this rivalry with Gordon Ryan. And it was all fun and games in the beginning, but as it got more and more personal, it started to affect him. And as it started to affect him, you know, again, it culminates into this Friday night at Who's Number One where he's acting and losing who he is as a person. And he was like, this is not who I am. This is not Andre Galvao. This is not who I want Andre Galvao to be. I don't want to be somebody that, you know, is flipping people off on camera, that is cussing out somebody else and then pushing somebody else. Like, this is not me. And I think we all, um, there's people out there that forget that even just acting or pretending to act negatively, you know, engaging in these dramas online, it affects who you are on a deep level. It affects your soul. It affects who you are and the things you do. And again, maybe in the beginning, it starts off with you just having some fun and talking a little bit of trash. But everybody, it seems like everybody that engages in this gets fundamentally changed on a certain level from all of the negativity that they're inviting into their lives when they engage in online trash talk. And I think, um, you know, I, I think Andre, you know, again, had, had some really good points. And, you know, as I'm listening to this, though, I can't help in the moment to be disappointed. And I think a lot of people were disappointed because it, it really kind of made me realize that, okay, a lot of this was an act in the beginning and then the act kind of turned personal. And then from that, you know, it got physical. But what I was hoping for in this statement was Andre to come out and to add some fuel to the fire. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't looking for him to like, try and, you know, cuss out Gordon and go, Hey, I'm going to kick your ass next time I see you. But I was hoping he'd go out there, uh, you know, on his IG and say, look, guys, I am going to train the hardest I've ever trained. I'm going to be the most disciplined Andre Galval that I've ever been in my life. And I am coming the next ADCC. I am going to kick this kid's ass. I am going to humble him and I'm going to go down as the greatest grappler alive. That would have sent shivers through my body. Like that would have made me hyped. I would have just, I think we all would have just been eating um, from the palm of Andre's hands. But again, when he didn't do that, again, in the, like in the moment, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, he's apologizing. Like, I mean, okay, like cool. Like I guess that's the, the right thing to do, but that's not the sexy move to do. And there's something uh, as human beings that we're just drawn to conflict, like whether it's sexual conflict, like, 
you know, there's two characters in a show and they can't really be together, but they just have chemistry and we want them to get together. I always think of The Office with Jim and Pam. Like The Office was at the best with that, you know, sexual chemistry, this conflict, um, you know, between Jim and Pam as well as all the other characters on The Office. Like I just, I love that aspect of The Office mixed with obviously the shenanigans of Dwight. And, you know, I think Michael Scott's the best character of all time. But, also, these physical altercations, you know, there's something about watching fights that we're all drawn to, whether from the Roman days where, you know, they had gladiator fights where people were literally fighting for their lives to, I mean, this past Saturday night where we saw an incredible main event between Jan Blankovic versus Israel Adesanya. Like, we loved conflict, and I was hoping for a little bit more conflict. And so whenever we see forgiveness, one of our first responses, I think, in our mind can be, well, this guy just was out like he took the easy way out and I always saw forgiveness for a long time as the easy way out in my mind growing up until I was probably about 25 I thought that forgiveness was for pussies and that's the only way I could describe it like dude if you forgive somebody you know that disrespected you then you are a weakling you took the easy way out because you should never forgive somebody that disrespected you. And I thought for a long time that all I had was my respect. You know, it's one of the things that innately we have as human beings is respect. And when somebody disrespects you, you have to go back at them harder. You have to hurt them, whether it's physically or emotionally, you have to win that battle. And by winning battles against them, you end up eventually winning the war. And that's what's important. You can't allow somebody to come back into your life that has wronged you, especially wronged you deeply. So what changed in my life? What made me start thinking that that was wrong? Well, it really took a couple of mentors in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And Andre's statement really reminded me of how lucky I've been to come up underneath the martial artists that I've come under. So you guys have heard kind of me talk about 10th Planet and how in the past. So if you've been in 10th Planet less than five years, you just don't understand the hate that we took from the community, from everybody else. Pretty much every other Gi school hated 10th Planet and they were openly disrespectful openly mocking i mean brandon had people on his youtube videos when he was a blue belt i mean people that were in the state of alabama like openly making fun of him and calling him a disgrace he would go to a hicks and gracie seminar and people would call him out and just call him like a fraud and say that he wasn't actually training brazilian jiu-jitsu and they were they and they thought they were in the right they thought they were protecting brazilian jiu-jitsu's honor because eddie bravo had disrespected the Gracies, and he had more importantly disrespected Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it was the community's responsibility to police and to come down on 10th Planet. And I remember as a young guy, I didn't recognize that, you know, when I started with 10th Planet, and I fell in love with it, and I fell in love with training with Brandon. I just didn't realize, um, you know, the hate that, that the community felt towards it. But the longer I trained with them and the more and more I saw of it, it, it made me angry. And Eddie always responded. And this is one of the things that I, I don't care what anybody has to say about Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo is a phenomenal role model. The way Eddie Bravo handled the slander and the disrespect over the years has been, honestly, it's been one of the strongest 
responses to disrespect I've ever seen. Like, I think Eddie's character is just so, so, so strong. He is such a strong human being, and I think we all can can take a lesson from him. And Eddie always was willing to, you know, kind of glorify the Gracies and to pay them compliments and to really go out of his way to credit them for, you know, obviously improving the art and helping him improve his own jujitsu. While the Gracies were, you know, coming out in videos and articles and their black belts and everybody was saying that Eddie Bravo was a loser and a wacko and this pot smoking, you know, fraud, he was coming out and saying the exact opposite. And he was leading from a place of, you know, forgiveness. He was forgiving them. Every time he talked about them, it was obvious that he didn't hold hate in his heart towards them. And again, it really blew me away. And then I saw my instructor, Brandon, he led the exact same way. There were just a couple of times I saw him, you know, there were time, there was a couple of times where people had really disrespected him and really wronged him and he had forgiven them almost instantly. And he had really went out of his way to help them. And I just remember asking him about both these situations. Like, why does Eddie and like, why do you, why do you guys act like this? Why don't you guys fight back? Why don't you guys go out of your way to try and hurt these other organizations or to go out of your way to, you know, like really put it to some of these local guys? Why are you, why are you saying nice things? Why are you, why do you forgive them? And Brandon said, no, 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 like that's the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do is to continue the conflict. The easy thing to do is to hold hate in your heart. And I was like, that's the, what are you talking about? Like, no, the easy thing is to forgive. And he was like, no, 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 if that was the easy thing, then that's what everybody would do. And it made me think like, he's exactly right. If forgiveness was so easy, it's what we all would do. It's what we all would choose most of the time. It's way easier to hold on to hate. It's way easier to hold on to, you know, this idea that we need to always be right and that we always need to prevail over our enemies in these minor battles or sometimes they're major battles. And it really helped shape me and it really, that was the beginning of me turning into the man I am today and a man that I've become really, really proud of. Because I realized without forgiveness, there were things and there were people in my life that hadn't been in my life for almost a decade that I still, that still could affect my emotions on any given day. And I didn't want that. I didn't like that. It made me feel weak when, you know, I would think about, you know, somebody from when I was 15 years old and I would get angry. And I would be wishing like, oh, I hope wherever they are that they're getting what they deserve. And I'm like, what? What? You know, I started to really think about that and that line of thinking. And I just realized how, how pathetic it was and how detrimental it was to who I was, to my soul, to my, my character. And as I learned and I started to forgive more and more, I, I just, the power of it was just beautiful. And it really helped heal me as a person. And you know, I'd say over the past year, um, there's been a couple of times, you know, I've thought like, is there anybody I need to forgive? And there really isn't. Like, I really felt like I've dealt with a lot of the ghosts of my past and it's made it easier to deal with, you know, some of the things that's happened recently. It's way easier for me to deal and to deal with these, uh, to deal with things in a mature way compared to, you know, being, I don't even want to say immature, but just being prideful and always wanting to be right. And so I just want you guys to think about it. You know, it took, it took me to see guys. And I think what it took for me 
was to see two guys that I knew were badasses, that I knew could fight, that I knew, you know, that I respected tremendously. It took, it took that, it took me seeing them forgive and act out of forgiveness to really understand the power of it. And whether or not, you know, you believe Andre Galvao, I don't know Andre Galvao, but it definitely made me think about my mentors and how thankful I am for them. And I really think Andre really, you know, looking back at what he said and taking a couple of days to process it, I really think he acted as an honorable man. Um, and I think it's a lesson and a way of thinking that more and more of us need to, you know, to, to really start implementing and adopting. So think about it. Who do you need to forgive? Is there anybody in your life that still holds power over you? And I think the biggest thing, you know, because I always thought forgiveness also meant that I allowed somebody back in my life and that, oh, if I forgive somebody, I need to then go out of my way to bring them back in. Like, no, no, no. If somebody like really, really hurt you and wronged you, they don't have to be in your life, you know, but you can forgive them. You can at least forgive them without... Um, you know, again, like allowing them back in. And, and that's something that I really just didn't understand for, for, again, a long, long time. So I think this is a really important topic. And I really thought it was cool how Andre handled the situation. I'd recommend going back and listening to it. Now that Rondé ended up doing something near the end of his statement that I thought was really cheesy and really kind of lame. He ended up promoting his website. So he was like, so as a, you know, I just want to say, um, you know, sorry to the whole jiu-jitsu community. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer 50% off of all of my products. And I was like, oh, don't turn this into a sales pitch. Like, I don't want to hear you talk about your website. Like, you know, it really, it kind of made some of the things he said seem more meaningless. But I got the message he was trying to say. And I think it's a message that needs to be spoken more and more. So let me know, you know, do you guys, like if there's any of you guys that think forgiveness is weak and thinks it's, uh, you know, pathetic to, to forgive somebody, I would definitely, definitely recommend, uh, you know, starting to really meditate on that. And, you know, changing that will allow you to grow in ways that you didn't think were possible. So, yeah, until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.